Dreaming to You recorded from Seattle, Washington. Here we go. Hello, this is Jeremy Tunnell. It is September 29th, Tuesday, uh, the year is 2020. It is it's actually, um, yeah, it is the 29th. Uh-huh. It is 3.47 p.m. I'm sitting here with... Jerry Balarosa Tunnell. And we are in the midst of a conversation um, initiated by Jerry uh, when she just got home from visiting with our youngest son. Okay, so... Um, Let's see if I can recapture the emotions that I felt just a few minutes ago when I burst it, burst out crying. Um, you know, I mean, it's like Ali uh, is—he's—he's—he's um, he's, he's going through a lot, right? He's stressed out. He's going to be a dad. He's—he's um, he's one of the business owners who um, COVID has affected. And um, there's just, and he just lost his dog. Yeah. So he has all of these and he's, emotions. Uh, three months away from having his first child. Right. Yes, he's going to be a dad. Yeah. He's going to be a dad here soon. And so it's like, um, I was asking him, like, man, it must be so confusing or um, difficult to feel mourning. And joy simultaneously. His dog, Kailani, who's been his who's been his like shadow for the past 10, 11 years, mm-hmm. died. And just within weeks later, found out that he's gonna be a dad, mm-hmm. which he's naming his son Kaimana. Kaimana with the Okina between the I and the M. So meaning great ocean, strong ocean. Um, and so Lee was talking about how he, how he, um, how he's feeling, and that he's not working right now, and that Alicia is just um, busting her ass working and everything as as a nurse and being pregnant and he was just uh you know feeling bad about all of this and so I told him I was like you need to decolonize your mind you need to decolonize your mind and think that because you as a man is not working that you are um not as valuable than a man who is working while their partner is pregnant because he's preparing to to bring his child into this world and I was telling him I was like I you know because I speak in metaphors I told him I was like um what do you see when you go out fishing and he was like, what do you, you know, what do you mean? I said, well, you just told me about how you and your friends went out and you had to like go upstream or whatever it is because the fish wasn't moving because of the lack of water. And so, um, but, you know, a couple of days ago with the big rains that we had, the fish, the fish was just jumping. I said, so you needed to do what you did to get the fish. And he was like, yeah, 
And I'm like, so that's life. That's life. I said, if you can look at how you were connected to everything in that moment, like he told me about how weather affected the fish, on how the lack of water, and then on how, um, you know, it affected the way that he fished because he's like looking for it. So, you know, he, you know, understanding on how the, the patterns of the fish and how it goes, he's interconnected with every single thing. And I said, it's the same thing in life. Right now, you're going through these ebbs and flows on preparing for that bigger fish. I said, and part of that is kaimana. Okay, see, here's here's what I... So I just told him, I was like, you know, you have, you're naming your son, Kaimana. Know his name, what it means, and what's happening right now in, in our society, in our world, and how we're all part, we're all part of this. Yeah. And so... Last night, my HRV, my heart rate variability, went up to 152. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's like a, we have that new sleep number bed and everything, and so it measures our, it measures our heart rate. And um, it went up to 152, and the, I think the max is like 160 or 170. And, um, you know, it's like I feel that when we are in, um, in that state of resonance, Right, we are connected mind, body, soul, spirit, and ether. Right, everything around this is connected. Um, I felt, I felt like um, last night, I was able to see between being asleep and being awake. Mm-hmm. I was able to see in between that very thin veil that exists between us right now and what happens within the quantum. Yeah. And what I saw what I what I saw was um beautiful, right? It was beautiful. But it wasn't easy getting there. It wasn't easy getting there that in this moment we are human beings are so tense. Human beings are so tense right now that you cannot do anything right. You cannot do anything right. Whether you are looking at politics or or anything, you cannot do anything right because people are so stuck in the way that they are thinking and the way that they are being. Yeah, they're they're deeply deeply siloed into their own worldviews. Yes, that they and they have the means in order to amplify that through social right, media. Right, social media because they have like all of their friends that are like either for them or against them or whatever it is. And you know what? I'm guilty of it. Right, I'm guilty of it. I I partake in that. Right, it's like I put things out that will challenge people. Right, it's like um. And, and I can see on how um, in that moment, you know, of me putting it out, it's like, yeah, this is what I feel. This is what, this is what I feel people can learn from and everything. But what I'm not, um, what I'm missing is how 
I'm impacted by that, just like how the fish is impacted by the lack of water or the weather or whatever it is. We are impacted by our emotions and on how we place emotion on events that happen. Yeah. And um, I got, I got, I got, I would say activated. <laughs> activated. Activated, yeah. Uh, Barbie Danielle was kind of like we were talking about trigger, tr- about triggering, right? Mm-hmm. And triggering has such a, a negative connotation to it because triggering kind of like goes into like you know post traumatic stress, and not that those are those are negative, but she looked at it as um, instead of triggering as activate. That what happens hmm. to us is activate, and I was like, oh my gosh, if if what I am saying and what I am putting out. Um, can either trigger people to where they are more upset and then the more of a division, or if I activate people, activate people to actually go beyond what they're feeling and to actually go into the next level and ask ourselves, hmm, I just felt like that tinge in my body. What happened there? Yeah. What, what happened there? What caused me to do that? So, you know, I was activated by a post that um, someone put and it, um, it, made me, it made me think about how I reacted to that. Because, you know, what they were talking about was how um, celebrating National Boys Day or Nas- I mean, National Sons Day, National Daughters Day, was um, anti-binary or something like that, and I got I, I got activated by well, I got triggered first, to be honest and transparent. I was triggered first, like fuck, what can't we just can't we just all be able to celebrate, right? Can't I mean I I love I love my sons. They identify as you know they're cisgender heterosexual males. Can I not celebrate that? And that part triggered me. The activated part was like. Huh, you know what? Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Thanks for bringing that to my attention because you know what? You are right. People do need to be in a world where they feel like they belong because I know that I would want my kids to belong. I would want my grandkids to belong. And so if if we can be activated to where we look at not the things that drive us to be more divided but us to bring us more to bring us together we're activating hope we're activating compassion yeah. we're activating those things where it's like yeah we should be in a place where we all belong and so it's like every time it's it's just this you know i just feel that as my HRV has been going up in this past couple of days since we got our new bed, I don't know if it's the bed or it's actually what's happening. Right? I feel I'm. I'm just feeling a lot of. Uh, I feel a lot of hope. Well, my HRV was um, was activated, and and briefly, um, can you explain what um, what um, HRV is? So the HRV is the, um, and I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll be able to get this. It's the heart rate right. variability. Right, it's a heart rate and it's variability. And it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a scientific. Yeah, you got it. You got it. It's a scientific term that uh, um, it's a scientific term that 
uh, is utilized in measuring a specific um, a specific. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, so it's um, the heart rate variability. It's uh, managed stress and well-being by monitoring your heart rate variability. Tracks is best during sleep because external factors don't. Okay, so this is from this is from our sleep IQ monitor. So it says, God, it feels. We're, it's not old, right? We're not old people to have like that, right? It is what anyway. it is. Okay, anyway, so this is what it says. A sleep IQ monitors uh, your heart rate variability. Manage stress and well-being by monitoring your heart rate variability. Tracking is best during sleep because external factors don't impact the measurement. So um, heart rate variability is a measure of the different time durations between each heartbeat. A high HRV is good. Which is a longer uh, a longer space in between the beats. In between the, yeah, in between the beats. And so, and a high HRV means high energy and good recovery, enhanced cognitive performance, and balance of heart and mind. The low HRV means low energy, low immune system, high stress, and imbalance of the heart and mind. And so it's like um, you can see that with the uh, with this, I was at one as I was at one fifty one fifty two. Yeah. Where and, were you? And one of the things that affects heart rate variability um, towards the negative can be mental and physical stress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, occupied t- I'm being occupied with thought and mind. One of the things that can um, help it in the positive can be exercise and meditation. And the first time that we were each introduced to HRV was actually through Institute of Heart Math and um, the certification work that you did through them. Yeah, Resilience Advantage Program. And um, and uh, we have utilized for actually quite a while, a number of years, um, a heart rate variability monitor that they provide, uh, which can be used during a guided meditation session through through an app on your phone. It's a, it's a very helpful way in order to be introduced to, to this and to be able to learn to um, cultivate a positive heart rate variability. Last night, my heart rate variability during, um, during sleep was 195, which is nuts. 195 was One, it? 195. Holy cow. And to be, to be clear, um, it, my heart rate variability may have been um, may have been high, but um, but my overall sleep score for the evening was actually quite low. It was one, it was sixty one, and a lot of that had to do with um, I got up a lot last night and um, and I was um, fairly restless. In other words, I was moving around a lot in bed. I, I didn't I didn't actually hit REM sleep um, very well, but. When you're referring to um, when you're referring to the space that you're talking mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. I I achieved it as well. And right. interestingly enough, right, like you're talking about you're talking about this um, this whole uh, this whole thing with um, being triggered and 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 whatnot and activated and and activated. And um, I I actually spent time writing an essay about it today, um, um, and that. I had this very clear vision of um, of what memes and meme culture, um, especially within the social media realm, is doing to uh, to us as a society. And um, and uh, this afternoon, I actually sat down to write a completely separate essay. I was going to write um, an essay called "Equity: um, A Treasonous Act," 
and started writing and couldn't and never even got to to that essay. I ended up writing something completely different. Um, and I wouldn't call this um, I wouldn't call this um, uh, a completed work, but I'm gonna read it. Um, um, do you have something you want to share before I do? No. No. So the title of this, working title of this is Memes, A Virus of the Mind. Um, a, po- a form of media that has gone uh, largely unnoticed and in the age of social media has revealed itself as inherently powerful is the meme. You know them as catchy images overlaid with, te- uh, with teasing or impactful phrases that show up in your feed and are forwarded by friends, your aunt, and the guy from work that for the life of you, you can't understand why you accepted that friend request. Memes are playful and innocent little artifacts of modern connected culture that get a punchline or point across in seconds and can go viral in a flash. However, memes have been with us far longer than the birth of the internet. In fact, memes are the primary means for which ideas and concepts are passed along in a culture to create a cohesion of perspective within a society. Memes can be found in catchphrases such as the once overly familiar Budweiser slogan, what's up? Or the catchphrase that even my grandmother couldn't help passing along, where's the beef? Memes in advertising have been the backbone of popular culture for more than 100 years. Memes can also be found in deeply embedded, uh, deeply embedded in cultural ideas and perspectives. The reinforcement of the ideals of a liberal or, uh, and conservative binary, binary party system within the ranks of each of their members is a far more serious example. How each of these parties feel about themselves and about the opposing party are profoundly reinforced by memes. Liberals like big government, conservatives want small government. Even more nefarious memes such as liberals are pedophiles and conservatives are warmongers. Memes don't have to be true to be real. They are not an expression of social truth, but only a perpetuated social paradigm that becomes reinforced through feedback loops, and as they are passed along from individual members of a culture. One of the strongest paradigm clashes in our current society is that of race. For people within communities of color, race is seen as a means to keep oppression in place and and elevate those who do not look like them. For those uh, in the white community, race is a simple fact of our biological lives and plays little role in one's ability to succeed. These are both gross generalizations and rife with falsehood, as most memes are, but are real perspectives in our society nonetheless. The collective impact of these small but powerful elements of media is easily observed. When they are fun and playful, even our elders can be seen jumping into the game of memes as they repeat them and pass them along. It is when they they are harmful that the impact can leave us reeling. In this modern age, social media accounts accounts are a means of memes for memes to be mindlessly forwarded by those, those same elders, friends, and colleagues who are quickly and mindlessly motivated to agree on a charged topic in these charged times. Without researching the truth, an idea is passed along until it catches fire in the consciousness of many. In our participation in this social game, truth becomes the apathetic complacency of a citizenry rather than the rigorous pursuit it deserves. 
How do we uncover a truth in a world that is built on popular iconography? We must be willing to pursue it regardless of its outcomes on our own worldviews. Rather than looking for information to support our entrenched perspectives, we must seek out the patterns of societal behavior that have shaped those paradigms until we are able to deem them worthy of remaining in place. We do this by reading and studying and reading some more. YouTube videos and Facebook posts are only going to seal us into silos of false belief systems. Reddit threads and Twitter feeds can provide insight individual into individual and group think, but they cannot provide us with the anchoring elements of truth. We must read books. Certainly modern biographies and narratives can assist us in this quiet uh, in this quest, but it is the writings of the dead that are the backbone to the understanding of truth of our human existence. We must read the writings of those from a few generations away and those from our ancient past. We must seek out diverse ideas and writers from many cultural backgrounds and long lost civilizations. Spiritual texts, meditations, and treaties on the ideals of humankind are the best fundamental material we can start with. These provide a central system of concepts to build from and discern with. The amazing aspect of all of these ancient texts is that they have incredibly common themes found in them. When brought together through your own study and insight, you will see them for yourself. Certainly someone else can tell you what they are, but you can never truly know them until you read them. We build on this foundation by reading the stories and sagas of those that came before us. Who were they? What were their struggles? What were their hopes and what was their despair? Seek out the writings and the stories of our ancestors and then seek out the stories of someone else's ancestors, especially if these cultures came into contact with one another. How did they regard each other? What beliefs drove them to their decisions and why did they choose the paths they did? Were they forced down a road of destiny or did they force others down that road? The reality is, regardless of your ethnic or racial identity or background, despite your place in society or your means of success or failure within it, if you have not taken the time to study in this manner, you are working from a worldview that is inherently flawed. If, your, if all your ideals and values come from the modern source of media and culture iconography, then you are swimming in a shallow pool, in a shallow pool of paradigm. There is no depth and there is no flow. The inlet to this pool is filled with excrement of self-centeredness and the outflows are clogged with a sludge of bad information. Modern religious institutions have created fear from, for seeking knowledge. They've equipped their members with weaponized apologetics rather than the means of discerning truth. The greatest meme machine of the ages is organized religion. Modern Western Christianity and fundamentalist Islam are two opposing powers of control for large groups of human populations that have successfully franchised ignorance in the name of salvation. It is not the truth, it is not that the truths found in their gospels is necessarily false, but without the enrichment and discernment that comes from a wealth of knowledge of many different diverse religions and spiritual subjects, their followers become walled into a paradigm of fear for what is outside their dogma. It is unfortunate that our education system and our cultural ideals do not promote this kind of indoctrination. This is not the fault of these systems, but the ideals that form them. 
A system is never broken. It simply serves those to which it empowers. If you are not empowered by a system in which you swim, then you are not the one it serves. To know this, you must look beyond the illusion of empowerment that you believe you possess. If it is simply a mechanism of self-aggrandizing and self-gratification, such as social media, then there is no true empowerment to be found. True empowerment builds empowerment in others. It uplifts the collective human being that encompasses us all. It is found in knowledge and service to the whole, not in news feeds and memes that reinforce your feeble worldview. How can you tell if your worldview is feeble? Simple. How easy is it to harm it or threaten it? How fragile is your sense of self when it is challenged? Do you recoil in an effort to protect or lash out in an effort to defend? A worldview that is cobbled together by a 24-hour news cycle and an endless dredge of entertainment content is asleep at the wheel. It is the consciousness of a drone rather than the awakened human being. It is easy to find ourselves there, but it is absolutely our responsibility to free ourselves from it. The world feels inexorably large and infinitely scary when we are looking into the void from the perspective of fear and scarcity. Despite the promise of connecting humanity through the sharing of knowledge, the current iteration of the internet is dividing us through the propagation of anxiety, suspicion, and cowardice. Someone is out there wanting to take something away from you. In early versions of online conspiracy, it was a government or a shadow organization built on the domination of humanity. Now, it's your neighbor, your friend, your aunt, or your coworker. It's time to awaken from this nightmare. It's time to put down the device and pick up a book. It's up to you. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. That's really, that's, that's really, that's, um, it's, um, yeah. You, you called, you put some stuff out on the uh, table that is definitely going to either trigger people or activate people. And I'm at that point where if you're triggered, then go check why you're triggered. If you're activated, we've got some shit to do. We've got some work to do, and the only way that we're going to do this is we're going to have to do this together. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be a while. But if you want to see a world that is different from what it is right now, then let's do it. And I think I think it's awesome that your HRV was at 190 and mine was at 152. That's pretty high. 195. 195. Sorry. 195 and mine was at 152. <laughs> That's the highest it's been yet for us. Right. Yeah. It is. And then you got to ask yourself our breath rate was our breath was the same, right? Yeah, 14. And then our heart rate was minute, also um something like that. Was also almost the same. Yeah, 67 was my heart rate and um the heart rate of an adult sleeping person on average is between what did I read? Um 50 and 100 beats per minute. Yeah, so mine was 66. My HRV was 152. Yours, 195. Our breath rate was 14. Yeah, 14 breaths per minute. And so we were breathing in sync. Yeah, and we, and, 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 you know, 
from the limited data that we've that we've gathered over the past uh, two weeks, um, we we breathe in sync almost every night. We're we're both at thirteen or fourteen breaths per minute. <laughs> Isn't that pretty amazing? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I wonder if there's. I mean, you should ask your mom. I mean, what's not cool is this data is awesome. It's it's it. And, and to be honest with you, when we we just needed a new bed. You know, we had a bed that we'd been sleeping in for the better part of 14 years, and longer uh, than that. Longer than that, and um, and it had, uh, you know, we both had our own um, troughs that we, <laughs> you know, ditches that we that we were that we were nestled into, and frankly, we'd wake up every morning, both of us sore, and we just had enough, and the opportunity arose, um, you know, to to take advantage of this, and so we did. And, uh, you know, we were just buying a bed, and my mother has been talking about a sleep number bed for years. So it was on sale, so we bought it. Neither one of us had any idea that it had any of these features. We just bought the bed. We were like, well, mom says it's good, and she's been saying it's good for, you know, 10 years. So, um, So let's give it a shot. And it came with all these features, and the only bummer, the only bummer, you know, given everything the, the the time in which we live is that it's collecting all this data and that's so cool that is collecting it for our information but they're collect they're not collecting it for us they're collecting it to sell this data is being sold to somebody oh, yeah. in, in, a, in a matter of months i bet we start getting uh you know emails text messages and 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 mail um that's going to have something weird to do with our sleep pattern are you not sleeping blah 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 right. try you know try this you know so right 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 right, right. you know the the moving moving as a as a nation from a citizenry to uh, a consumery to the product um is deeply disturbing and it's 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 something we need to begin to um, wake up and to here's it. here's the here's the other thing too right is that people could people could be listening to us talking about how um, we need to we need to uh, wake up and and look at how we're being marketed to how we how we're becoming sheep, right? So that's one of the things is that people are always looking at other people and how they're becoming sheep. And the funny thing about it is that um, no matter what our dogma is right no matter what our beliefs are our perspectives are it is still so limited to just our perspectives and our beliefs Mm -hmm. that there is always something bigger and greater always something different always 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 and the only true way going back to, to to what i wrote the only true way to connect to that something bigger is to disconnect from from the shallow uh you know, um, information that's being pumped at us constantly and to connect, read, read a book. Right. But here's the thing is that, um, um, there's some people that's in that realm, right? So it's like, you know, we're talking about how, how there's like these different realms in reality. There's different realms of reality. And, um, with, um, you know, like you hit HRV, you felt awake, but yet you still entered into that realm of in between awake and asleep. You entered into that realm. So you were you were completely conscious about the fact of where you were. And there's not a lot of people that can do that. 
right? There's not a lot of people that can do that. I think um, some people who are listening to you talk about, well, you need to wake up. You need to do that. Don't be like, fuck you, dude, right? That's fine. Right? Yeah, they'll be, fuck you, dude. You don't know. And then it's like, I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm like going going in and out and I got to like meet that person because that's just me. I'm a fucking empath, right? And I meet that person and I explain to that person that this person, you, is in another place. That's why you don't understand each other. But grow, open your eyes. And I think I'm saying something similar. I'm just not saying it with as much empathy. You know, what I'm saying is... is Just wake the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm giving a clear line towards doing that. And it's going to take time. Oh, totally. It's going to take time. Grab a book open the book, read the book, and then cl- finish that book, grab another book, and read that book. Grab another book and, and read, read that book. Grab read another books, book and read, read that book. Books that's going to, read books that's going to challenge you, not not books that is going to build upon that one theory. Right, Th- which is why I say read the dead, you know, uh, because um, if you, you know, if you're, if you're only reading, um, you know, if you're reading, frankly, if you're reading any, you know, pop culture um, modern day crap or modern day biographies, um, modern day political strategy, um, modern day religious texts written by living people, none of those people have actually finished their, the work, right? And and frankly, most of that stuff is going to go to the wayside, become unprinted but and, do you and, think that and those, be ignored. But do you think that those, if you read the dead, do you think that they feel like they finished the work? I I don't know. I don't think I don't think they feel like they finished the work. I think the fact that their work is still there and it's been dug out of the you know dug and protected out of the out of the far reaches of history means that that um, you know that that it's there you know. Um, um, you Just know. like how whatever's being written right now is eventually going to be in the history some of it. books. Right? Some of it is. Right. Some, some of it. Not the vast majority of, of, of written texts out there throughout all of history have disappeared to yes. time. Right. 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 Exactly. And which, so, which is why reading the dead is so important. Read Shun Tzu, uh, the, the Art of War. Um, it has nothing to, you know, I mean, like, it, it's, a, it's an incredible read. Read The Tao Te Ching um, by Lao Tzu. Um, Tao Te Ching. By Lao Tzu. Read, Lao Tzu. Thank you very much. Read the book of that? Read the book of Buddha. Um, read the New Testament. Read, read the history of Herodotus. That's some crazy stuff. Um, there's so much out there. Uh, you know, I read modern writers. I read living writers. I, 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 think, I think I think when I when I look at this, right, and it's like, um, what, where, when did Lao Tzu live? Um, twenty five hundred years ago. So twenty five hundred years ago. A little bit, about two, well, probably closer to two thousand years ago. But yeah, he was a student of uh, of the Buddha. Listen to this. Listen to this. 30 spokes join one hub. The wheel's use comes from emptiness. Clay is fired to make a pot. The pot's use comes from emptiness. Windows and doors are cut to make a room. The room comes from emptiness. 
Therefore, having leads to profit, not having leads to use. Hmm. So basically, we are cut from the cloth of whatever. Before we became that, we were part of the cloth. So, you know, when he talks about um, a clay is fired to make a pot, the pot's use comes from emptiness, meaning that there was nothing before. Right. Until it be, until it was fired. Right. Right. And so it's like. And the need was there. And the need was there. And and see, when I when I hear when I read things like this, and this is something that is a long time ago, and it still have relevance today. It makes me realize that the work that I do and I put forth and, you know, you know, working on my dissertation or whatever it is, it's like my hope is that 2,500 years from now, my words are still going to be relevant. What an honor that would be. Wouldn't right? it? I mean, what an honor that would be is if, is if, is, is if at all possible you could write, uh, you could write something that would be. Um, that would be lasting and endearing um, through the ages. Right. Um, but then you have all of these other pocket things, you know, like you're talking about, um, you know, pop culture. Pop culture. It pops. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's like a bubble. It pops, it evaporates and everything. So that's pop culture. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, think about... Think about how much pop culture that even within a decade is oh, meaningless. Oh yeah, absolutely. Completely meaningless. Absolutely, absolutely. But but here's here's the thing is that um is that and that's why it's like change is the only constant, right? Change is the only constant. That things are not going to stay the same. So when when I when I hear or you know just like with um and I've done it before, right? It's like I today I was. I was working in my office and I was like, I'm hammering, not hammering, but you know, putting things up because I moved. I looked over at um, at my arm and I looked at my tattoo and on my wall, I have a um, picture of a um, turtle and an owl as well too. This is something that's going to that's going to be with me, right? I mean, it's like, holy shit, this is going to be with me. But the tattoo that was beneath this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was pop culture. Yeah. Right? That was pop culture. It was like, oh shit, that's that's not it anymore. Let's cover it. Let's cover it up. Yeah. And so I think, um, but then when I think about in that moment, it's like, oh my goodness, you know, this is this is everything. It's like wait a little bit. Wait a little bit because things will change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, wrapping this up, a couple of things. This was recorded on our Zoom uh, H4N Pro. Um, it's a handheld device, and uh, so the sound quality is not as good as it normally is. Also, uh, you can hear the construction in the background that's going on outside on our street. So that's just the way it is. Um, but again, it's again, it's like this is real. This is our reality right now. Yeah. Right, and it's like okay, so you hear, and we wanted to get this this down, and we wanted yeah, to. Yeah, we did. You know, so because I felt I felt like it was it was important to you know I mean, thinking about you know just how we are all connected and how we affect one another, the effects, effect. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, I just I felt that. I mean, it's like an entering into these uh, different realms where some people may think that it's just all woo-woo and crazy but I I do believe and I and I got to thank Jenna for 
for reminding me on how much magic we have. Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, it is, um, it is amazing. It, all of this stuff, HRV, connect, you know, connection, you know, it's like. Yeah, we, we, we really do live in a time in which, um, in which uh, um, there is a wealth of available information um, to assist in your awakening. And it should be noted that, you know, the concept of the idea of, you know, well, I'm, I'm awake, I'm woke, and, uh, you know, it's bullshit. You know, awakening is is a is a it is a it's an it's a constant awakening because you live within a constant sleep, mm-hmm. and so um, you know. So sometimes, you know, sometimes we're able to have these experiences, and other times we're fast asleep, like you know, like a, like everybody else. Yeah. The other thing that I mean, and we don't have to do it now, but the other thing that came up for me was um, privilege. You know, that um, lyric played, I didn't, when you called, Mm -hmm. I didn't answer because he was playing the piano. He learned um, Fleur de Lis. Oh, he did? The whole entire thing. Really? And he played it for me, and he said he learned it in a day. Wow. And so he's like, I just got the paper, and he goes, goes, can I play? He calls me up, FaceTimes me, Jima, where are you? And I'm like, I'm on my way home. And he was like, where's Papa? I'm like, Papa is at home. And I said, I just got back from work. And he was like, okay, can I play you something? And I will never say no. Of course not. Right? I will never I will never say no. And he played it for me. And then I asked him. I asked him. I said, hey, I have a question. And he was like, yes. I said, um, can you play? Juma's, Juma's going to be graduating soon, and I'm going to be a doctor. And he goes, oh, no. We're not getting into that conversation again <laughs> about what kind of doctor I'm at. I am. But, um. I said, and I'm thinking of having a party, and so would you play the piano for me? And he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, come on, I'll pay you. And he's like, I don't need money. So, <laughs> but as we were as we were talking, um, you know, Nui was like, he can play. He can play one if he if he wants to or whatever. And so I was like thinking about how privileged he is. Right, how privileged he is to learn how to play piano and play soccer and to, you know, live in a house where even though his mom and dad's not together, they're both co parenting him. And, and doing a damn good and job. And they're doing an excellent job at, you know, at, at ensuring that he's got what he needs and even sometimes getting things that he wants. Mm-hmm. And I know that some individuals would would look at us and you know even look at look at me um in in my work as you know in 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 the work that i do as if i'm upholding white supremacy because of the ability for me to do the things that i couldn't do a year ago right and you know it's like man instead of instead of looking at it in a negative way we should be able to support one another right you just opened up a big old topic Huh? You just opened up a big old topic. Oh, but that's where privilege comes in. Yes, and, and I think, and I think it's like, you know, here's the thing, is that as I look at my work, and as I look at the things that Lyric is doing, and you know, the opportunity that that you know that's going to be um, available to Kaimana, I don't want them. If, if, if I can help it, I wouldn't want them to know 
what it's like to not have enough food. I wouldn't want them to know what it's like to not have a house. I wouldn't want them to know what it's like, you know, to live out on the streets. Because I, we know what that's like. Sure. And yeah. it was not a fun place to be. No. And when you, when you, when you work hard and you do what, I mean, it's taken me this, us this long to get to where we are. And we're not even where we want to be yet, right? It took perseverance. It took resilience. And that now we're it in this... hard work. It took hard work. Yeah. And now that we're in this place where we could be considered privileged, our responsibility is to ensure that everybody has the same opportunity that we all have. Yeah, and to dismantle the systemic, uh, you know, to, to dismantle the systemic barriers that that, that keep uh, us from there. Absolutely. But also Absolutely. fully acknowledging that, um, you know, that the dismantling of that is not done. Um, I mean, you know, I I cannot dismantle a system. I can talk about dismantling the system. I can identify that system. I can write about that system. I can. Um, I can um, study that system. I can try and understand that system. The dismantling takes place when, when those that are um, um, more privileged, equally privileged, and less privileged, all of them, which is everybody, decide to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And the change is not about tearing down storefronts and tearing down, um, you know, tearing down um, um, structures um, in a physical sense. It's about tearing down the structures that in our minds, and that is an individual pursuit. Mm-hmm. That is an individual, um, you know. That that is an individual journey, and uh, you know that that's ultimately it. Um, you know, our work here with Plowline is designed, you know, and and that is going to come through in our writing as both of us work on book projects. That's going to come through in um, in our in our continued blog process, and. Um, and um, we are we are working to um, try and and help others as we do it ourselves to do the work. Mm-hmm. And it's the only way it's going to get done. Yeah, yeah. You've got to do the work for yourself. Right. So it's like when you hear about dismantling systems of oppression. Think of the fact that it's 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 dismantling the structures, not the physical structures, but the thought process, the biases, the racism, the discrimination, those structures. The 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 selfish, self centered, narcissistic, um, narcissistic yeah. worldviews. Yes. Which yes. we all have. Yes. We all have. Yes. So we all have so a responsibility. So when we talk about dismantling to... these systems, we're talking about me dismantling the systems in my mind, you dismantling the systems in your mind. Yep. Um, otherwise, we don't get there. Yep, exactly. Okay, I got to go pee. Um, awesome. I got to pee. Okay, you said it twice. Yep. All right. Um, thanks for Bye. listening. Bye.